Hello, Panther fans. We're back again with another edition of Hell Podcast. I'm J.R. Robinson, class of 2010, PHS. And with me, as always, is my brother, Heath Robinson, class of 95, PHS. Was you about to cry there or something? Come on. 2010? I don't know, man. It's crazy. But anyway. It's your 10-year reunion this year. It is. It is. Yeah. I'm old. But, uh, <laughs> shut up. Wait until your 25th. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we're going to speed up uh, the process of everything tonight because we actually have a huge show uh, tonight. And um, we're going to start with shout-outs. So, the first, uh, thing I, uh, first person I want to shout-out is Dustin Boyd for our theme music. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you can go check him out on Instagram and Facebook. Just hit him up, and uh, he'll give you the name of his whole deal uh, on YouTube and Instagram and all that stuff. Great. Uh, does great job. Thank you, Dustin. Uh, Blake Branham and Jessa, thank you for the shout-out. Shut up, Blake. <laughs> uh, we appreciate everything you all do to help us out. I love you guys. Yeah, and we, at me and Blake, actually had a conversation with his brother Matt today that really helped me out on uh, our topic for tonight. Mm. I appreciate that. Love y'all to death. And I also want to thank Panther Nation right now because on our Facebook page about our uh, topic tonight, uh, we had 155 comments from you guys on this topic tonight. That's great, man. That's like more than Davy Crockett. <laughs> <laughs> and, I mean, that's crazy. Just on this one topic alone is just insane. Davy Crockett was king of the wild frontier, man. Yes, he was. And just the amount of love and, and support you all have uh, gave us through this whole thing, man... It, it just uh, it speaks a whole lot, and it speaks a whole lot about this school and uh, shows the love and support, even after you've graduated, that everybody still has for Pikeville football. As you say many times, tradition never graduates. Amen, brother. So we appreciate it. Keep this up, guys. Like and share our stuff. Get it out there. Retweet us. I, I share all that. Uh, you know, I share our podcast on, uh, on Twitter every week. You know, make sure you give us a retweet, man. Get the word out. So, special shout-out to you guys. Go check out Dustin. Go check out Blake and Jessa. They're all over YouTube and all over the Anchor Podcast, Apple Podcast. And, of course, go check us out, too. You know, the number one Pikeful football podcast in the world. In the world. In the world. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we appreciate all the support. And we got a big show to do, so we're just going to hop right along to it. Our podcast is so big, there is no number two. <laughs> That's how big our podcast is. Other podcasts, complete disaster. Yeah, our podcast is number one. Yeah, number one. Always. Uh, we are the Michael Jordan of Pikeful Podcasts. Uh, anyway, you ready? <laughs> Why, did we punch Steve Kerr? <laughs> <laughs> Answer my question. Are you ready? Yeah, of course I'm ready. I was born ready. <laughs> well, I'm always ready, man. All right. So, 
We thought of this idea. Uh, you thought of this yesterday, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. Um, we're going to attempt to do... It's cool. We want to sound like Tenacious D. We wrote this song like 15 minutes ago. <laughs> um, yeah. It just, uh, well, I mean, the All-Decades team has actually been something that's kind of... We've tried to work out for a long time. I remember me and Gravy Anderson. Shout out, Gravy. Moron. Uh... Remember me and, and Gravy talking about this ten years ago, you know, and who we would put on, who would we let, you know, who would get left off, you know, uh, who would uh, see us in a restaurant and want to fight us if they did did get left off, um, you know, just different things like that. But it was these are hard lists, man, because you're dealing with a lot of really good football players. And it just speaks to the school and the coaches and everybody. That has put in the time and effort. Yeah, it speaks it speaks volumes about this program. Yeah, and that you could even have this type of list, you know, and uh, so many players are going to get left off of our list, and for that, sorry, you know. And I want you guys to know one thing too. There's a lot of there was a lot of instances where we wanted, you know, well, I just let us give our give out our list, and then we'll figure it out. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm going to start with mine, and we're going to start with offense first, and we're going to go from there, all right? So, starting off on offense for the all-2000s Pikeville Panther teams. It's all about the odds, baby. Q, uh, the quarterback position is none other than Matt Branham. I think a lot of people, just about everybody, would have him on their list. MDB has got a big QB1, man. Uh, running back uh, is Daniel Harmon. Fullback is Jared Frazier. Tight end is Chase Gibson. Wide receiver, I've got three of them. Tyler Baker, Brant Justice, and Jess Parrish. Tackle, Wade Jacobson. Uh, other tackle, Justin Mullins. Guard, Matt Stalker. Guard, Chris Lee. And my center, would be Brandon Huff. Now, I'm going to let Bub read off his list, and then we're going to discuss a little bit. Okay. Um, there's uh, some similar names. You know, you and I agree on a lot of this stuff. But I did it a little bit different because, you know, I am a little bit different. But uh, um, I put, like, two running backs and got a couple fullbacks. I have three wide receivers, a couple tight ends. And my offensive lineman, I don't didn't go position by some position I just picked the five best offensive linemen and because if you know these five guys I feel like could, could have played any position on the field and on the offensive line and you know we would have still been successful so with uh, with that being said mine quarterback is Matt Branham e. uh, running back is uh, Barrett Rogers and Daniel Harmon fullback is Robert Shirtliff and Jared Frazier Wide receivers, Brent Justice, Tyler Baker, and Jess Parrish. So you and I are pretty close on that. Mm -hmm. Actually, we're real close. We are. We're, yeah. Okay, my I tight did. ends are uh, Chase Gibson and Watson Ritchie. And my 5-0 linemen are Chris Lee, Austin Jones, Trey Branham, Justin Mullins, and Matt Stalker. All right. Now to the discussion part of this. Um We'll go down by my list real quick, and I'll explain why I did what I did. 
Matt Branham is pretty self-explanatory. You look at records at Pikeville High School for quarterbacks, Matt Branham's all over that. Not for long, Matt. <laughs> Matt Branham is on every... It's, I just laugh because it's going to kill him when Isaac breaks off his records. It's going to kill him. <laughs> it's going to kill him. It's just going to... It's gonna like be a knife turning in his in his liver. <laughs> I call him the Pike County or the Pikeville High School Brett Favre. That's what I call him. That's how he played. That's who he was. Yeah. I mean, he literally went out there and was a gunslinger. He could throw it from anywhere. He was not afraid to take risks. Uh, you know, he didn't care where he was. He was going to try to make the play, no matter what was going on. He could run the ball. He was a awesome quarterback as well as a coach love you coach and uh i will definitely put him as my number one yeah, I mean, if you can if you're doing this list and your quarterback doesn't start with matt branham there's something wrong start somewhere. over again yeah because you're doing it wrong um so yeah matt branham there uh now running back was really hard for me i had three in mind and Daniel Harmon won out. And the reason I say that Daniel Harmon run out is because the dude literally had two. If I'm now correct me if I'm wrong, whatever. Two two thousand yard rushing seasons back to back his junior and senior year. Okay? He was explosive. He could catch the ball out of the backfield. He uh, was a tremendous athlete. He would help in the blocking game. You can't go wrong with Daniel Harmon. You couldn't go wrong with any of the other two that I had on there, too. But the two 2,000-yard uh, seasons back-to-back -back put it over the top for me. Also, as a sophomore, he rushed for 1,500 yards. As a freshman, he rushed for 800. So I have I think to he put... he had 1,000 all-purpose yards his freshman year. Yeah, something like that. So I have to put Daniel in there at running back. Well, I, I, put, I put Harmon in there for real, for a real simple reason. When you start flirting with numbers from guys by the name of Greg Hackney and Brent Coleman, um, you're great. Yep. You are absolutely awesome. Yeah. What sucks for Harmon in, in a lot of ways is that he didn't play on teams that were very successful. Yeah. Uh, Harmon played running back during the dark ages. And that's unfortunate, you know, but at the same time, Harmon's always going to go down as, as one of the, in my opinion, one of the greatest all-time running backs in Pipe High School history. I mean, his numbers speak as such. But so you had another running back on your list, so won't you tell us? I have Barrett Rogers. Um, you know, I watched Barrett play a little bit. You know, when Barrett was playing, when most of these guys were playing in the early 2000s, I was living in Ohio. But, you know, I've known Gravy for many, many years, and he'd keep, keep me up to date on things. And um, Austin Jones's brother, Corey, uh, he and I were real tight. Rest in peace, Corey. Uh, Gravy's brother, Goon, and me were like brothers, and rest in peace, Goon. But, um, uh you know, so they was kind of keeping me up with stuff with things, and um, and everybody I talked to, and what games I watched, you know, Barrett Rogers was just stood out everywhere. Yeah. You know? So obviously, I got to put him on the list. Plus, the teams he was on was very successful. Um, one thing on that, I'm not going to tell you who, uh, but there was a coach, and I asked him a question one time of. If he could get one player back from all of those years, 
to coach and be on a team, who would it be? And his answer was Barrett Rogers. So I am not going to tell you the coach. I don't want to create controversy for that guy, but yeah. It, it was it was uh, Mike Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, it was Ronnie Ford. My fullback on my list is Jared Frazier. Now, Jared Frazier started from a freshman till he was a senior. Um, I was debating on two fullbacks, and he was the one that I, I was going back and forth, and uh, Matt Branham actually told me a lot about Jared Frazier today. And I remember him, but I mean, I, I wasn't at Pikeville at the time, and plus I was about eight years old, nine years old when he was playing. But to start all four years at fullback and to be a contributor like he was, man, you can't argue against that. Now, Jared, Jared was a heck of an athlete, man. He really was. Yeah. He was just an all-around great athlete. Uh, he could block. He definitely could run the ball. And I, I mean, Matt threw him a lot of passes. Yeah. I mean, he was very versatile. Very versatile football player. So I have to put Jared Frazier as my fullback. I had another one in mind, uh, and he's great in his own mind. Had one of the best senior seasons a fullback's ever had at PHS. But who was it? You? <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was. Uh, Shirtless, uh, Robert Shirtless. Yeah, Robert Shirtless on my list too, man. Yeah, um, I hate to leave Robert Shirtless off, but starting four years and doing what Jared Frazier did, I have to put as a body of work Jared Frazier at, as my fullback. Well, I didn't have an honorable mention, so I kind of put some extra guys in some other places where you would expect to have extra guys, and fullback would be one of them. So, you know, especially in the early two thousands, there was a lot of power offense. You know after Coach Mike took back over and, and all the way up until 05. So, you know, it, it, there was room to where you could have put a couple more fullbacks. And, of course, I put Robert Shirtliff. I mean, the dude was, you know, he was like Allstock, man. He'd just run over people. Has, still has the longest run in Pikeville High School history. I think it was 99 yards. He was a very powerful runner um, and – could break away from you. Yeah, could break away from you too. He he was very athletic and and you know on some very successful teams again. And of course, of course, there's bloodlines. Yeah, you know you got to consider. Yeah, um, comes from uh, yeah uh, one of the families. If you think of Pikeville football, and you think of about four names, okay, Shirtless is one of those names. Mm -hmm. You know, you think of Branham because uh, there's. You know, been seven thousand five hundred and ninety-two people that's you know Branhams that's played for this football program over mm -hmm. the last you know however many years, and but you just look at families, and that's another cool thing about this program too is just you know we've got a family legacy. Yeah, and you know there's so many family legacies where dads and where grandpas and dads and uncles and sons and you know grandsons and you know just all down the line. There's like fourth generation pipe of football players down here and yeah. every one of them's been good yeah so that's um but when you think of uh, some of those family names uh shirtless definitely up there towards the top of that list so. oh 100 um moving on uh tight end chase gibson i mean duh <laughs> yeah uh when you look up tight end in pikeville football chase gibson's on that list i mean he's right at the forefront right there yep 
uh, six foot four. I mean, the dude could literally catch a cold in the desert. I mean, he was Matt Branham, one of Matt Branham's favorite targets. A uh, matchup nightmare. A matchup nightmare. But he had the speed that he could break away from you too. I mean, tell you like an NFL comparison. I look at him like a, a like, like an Antonio Gates, like an Antonio yeah. Gates, or and he was a heck of a basketball player too. Yeah, uh, Antonio Just like Gates. Antonio Gates was Tony Gonzalez. I mean, he was a beast. And if you go watch the film, go watch any 1999, 2000 film. Chase Gibson is all over it. Yeah, you put you put him in the middle of that field, and the defense is playing like a too high safety look. If you want to cover that guy with with any linebacker you got on your roster, be my guest. Go ahead, because he's just going to blow by him. Yeah. If you want to cover that guy with any free safety that you've got on your roster or strong safety, be my guest, because then he's just going to run over. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he, he's an absolute matchup nightmare. Yes. Um, also, uh, I'm going to go on to my wide receivers here. Oh, who was your tight end? Was it Chase? Uh, my tight end was Chase. I had two of them. Chase Gibson. Uh, his brother, Brett Gibson, was a heck of a tight end, too. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so, you know, you got to give him props. But uh, the second one on my list was uh, Watson Ritchie. Yes. Um, i tell you a little story here on Watson. Me and Gravy Anderson. Watson hadn't came out and played his sophomore year. And he hadn't played. And it was after the 05 Pike County Bowl. We got beat by Newport Central Catholic, I believe it was. And me and Gravy sat there through that entire game talking to Watson Richie. I'd never met Watson Richie in my life. Didn't know who he was. And me and him sat there and talked to Watson all the way through that game. By the end of that, by the end of that time, Watson came back out and played football, uh, was a tight end and a defensive end, and played his guts out for the next two years. You yes. know, he was he was a really a standout player. He was a heck of an athlete. So I got to put Watson on the list and take complete credit for him coming back out to play. Stud athlete. I have nothing but great things to say about Watson as a football player. Always was a team guy. And always, as a kid too, yeah, he was always a great kid. I still talk to him a lot to this day. He's yeah. a, he's a he's a good guy. And if you ever seen uh, Marty, what's his name on ESPN? Marty Smith. Yeah, yeah Marty Smith. That him. is uh, that is Watson's twin brother. So, uh, <laughs> uh, Watson was a heck of a tight end, man. And uh, he was also a heck of a D end. And, uh, you know, he might get forgotten on some of these lists. And, Bub, I'm glad you put him on there, to be yeah. honest with you. He's, he was a great athlete, Watson was. So, uh, moving on here. Uh, my wide receivers, one is Tyler Baker. Okay. And the other one is Brant Justice, and the other one is Jess Parrish. I'm going to bundle them up together real quick. Uh, Tyler Baker, I have him on there because we both have the same wide receivers. And I swear to you, we did not. God-given ability. Hold on. We did not even conversate about who yeah, our wide did. receivers. Well, no, you already had your list done. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't we didn't, uh, we didn't didn't discuss anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, Tyler Baker had some of the best God-given ability that I've ever seen from a wide receiver. Six foot two, 215 pounds. Had uh, unbelievable hands. I mean, just 
unbelievable. And four or five speed too. Let's yes. not forget that. Had four or five speed. Could and jump. It, could jump out of the. Uh, could jump out of the gym. You know. Still, he is tied today for the most touchdown receptions in a single game in Pikeville High School history, and we do not win that game against Allen Central at Allen Central without Tyler Baker. Yeah, you and I were at uh, St. Joseph Martin's uh, Hospital. emergency yep. room during that time. I, we thought J.R. ruptured his spleen, so yeah. we're sitting in the uh, we're sitting in the uh, ER trying to figure out how to get a radio on there so we can listen to the game and uh, uh, listen to. Listen to old Shaq and Baker there uh, take the game over and win it for us. So. Yeah. Made one of the best catches I've ever seen. Uh, a defensive back from Allen Central went up and tried to uh, intercept the ball. It went off of the uh, DB's hands. Baker one-hands it, takes it to the house, and that was the game. Tyler Baker has to be on this list yeah. if you're talking about wide receivers in the 2000s. Well, Matt Brown would like to have had Tyler Baker. Oh. Throw Our other wide receiver. Now, wait, 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 wait a minute before you go any further. I want to share a story, and I I don't think you'll mind me telling it, and I hope Baker doesn't either. But um, he deleted me off Facebook because I'm a Republican. I'm sorry, Baker. I love you, but, you know, come on. And, uh, but, um, <clears throat> Baker gets hurt his senior year, your junior year. Um, after the game, it's not looking very good. I can't remember exactly what he did to himself. but He uh, hurt his shoulder. Yeah, and they was thinking that might be the end of it for him, and it might be the end of his season. And um, you come to me and said, well, I'm going to the ER. i got to go to the ER. And I said, why? And he said, because Baker's over. So I didn't realize that he'd hurt himself that bad. So, of course, you and I rush over there. And you and him, and I didn't even think you guys were that close. I mean, I knew you were friendly, but I didn't think you were that close. You and him, you go to hug him, and he starts absolutely crying his eyes out. And you do too. And then everybody else in the room was, including yours truly, was crying as well. And that, that really stuck out to me as just exactly how much of a brotherhood that football and especially football at Pipe High School is and how much you know it just it, you know it but then you see it and then it kind of it definitely hammers it home to you and that was just always a really special moment and um, I've I've always loved and respected Tyler Baker just like he was my own little brother. Oh, heck with it, man. We're going to have to do another 15 minutes on top of the show. Cause like, Shut up. Go ahead. Listen, me and Baker are as close as brothers could be. I still love him to this day. Do we talk every day? No. But I always make it a point that I always call Baker or text Baker and just see how he's doing. We... Baker took up for me. Baker was always my brother. And even when me and you were having our little, you know, brother moments that, you know, were, you know, good, uh, Baker always had my back and he always was telling me, hey, you and your brother are going to, you know, fix this and everything's going to be all right. It was your and fault. It was your fault. You started and, it. Uh, you did. No, I didn't. He you started it, Mom. But uh, Baker will always uh, be one of the best teammates I ever had 
Yeah, Baker always has a special place in my heart for that. But, yeah. you know, that's off the field stuff. This is mm-hmm. on the field stuff. So. Anyway, going back. So, next up, love you, Baker. Uh, next up is Brant Justice. Now, I got, I was actually not even going to put him on my list because I wasn't around during this time, during the Matt Branham Magic years. And I, I mean, the, the one guy I heard about all the time, the guys I heard about were Nick King. Uh, Chase Gibson and also uh, Jeremiah Akers, of course. Yeah, Jeremiah Akers is going to be on our '90s list. Okay, just to throw that out. '90s list is going to be hard. '90s list, I might you know have like 17 headaches trying to figure it out. But uh, anyway, um, Brant Justice uh, that year that Matt Brandon played still has uh, had the WYMT Play of the Year. Brant Justice was a special athlete. See, Brant and Matt and all those guys, they were sixth graders when I was a senior. Yes, I'm old. Um, But I remember those kids, and I remember people talking about that group of kids and how special they were coming up even then. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I remember all those guys, and even then they were impressive. Oh, yeah. And also, um, you know, Brant Justice, I mean, he – after Jeremiah Akers left, that's big shoes to fill. Yep. I mean, that's huge shoes to fill. Yep. The best receiver in Pikeville High School history, arguably. Yeah. And he stepped in. And, and he stepped in, and they got back to the semifinals yeah, again. Yeah, he stepped in. They didn't miss a beat. Yeah, so uh, definitely got to have him on there. And then uh, my wide receiver, my third wide receiver, will be uh, Jess Parrish. Uh, Jess Parrish is probably going to get left off a couple lists. But and he was on the 2004 Pikeville team that won region. But uh, Jess Parrish was a how do I put this? A model of consistency. Mm-hmm. You got his 100% effort every game. He was tall. He could go up there and get it. Uh, you know, I played with Jess's older brother Lynn, and he was the same way. Yeah, and uh, Jess made some great plays, unforgettable plays, and. Uh, at Pikeville High School, and he was just always there when you needed him. Whenever there was a big catch to be made, Jess Parrish was the guy you probably went to. Yeah, Jess's numbers aren't really going to reflect, you know, kind of what the Baker numbers or Brent Justice's numbers or Chase Gibson's numbers, really. Yeah. But because at that time, you know, he went back to more power football, and we didn't throw the ball as much. So... But, I mean, he just made outstanding play after outstanding play. Yeah, so if you want to see uh, Jess Parrish, go watch some 2004 film, and you'll see why he's on our list. Didn't he make that catch in overtime? No, that was uh, Brett Gibson. Oh, my bad. Yeah. Um, But, uh, anyway, go watch Jess Parrish's film. Great blocker. Mm -hmm. Excellent blocker. And we're taking that into consideration, too. Baker threw one of the biggest freaking crackback blocks on a dude I've ever seen against Louisville Holy Cross. Yeah. You could hear that from the stands. I remember that game. Man. So, I got, those are our three wide receivers. Moving on to the Hogs. The men up front. The only position on the on the field with the word man in it because you got to be one to play. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, so, mine was, uh, one tackle was uh, Wade Jacobson. Uh, Wade was a tidbit undersized to play tackle, but daggone it, he didn't show it. Uh, tough. Tough. 
has nails. Yes. Did not care to knock your freaking head off. Strong. Fundamentally sound. Yes. Uh, I go. I, I didn't really get a chance to watch him play, but, you know, he was a little bit older in, like, 2013, and I didn't get a chance to play in the alumni game, but I went out there and watched them guys practice and practice with them when I thought I could play. I tried. Yeah, you tore everything in your whole body. Thanks a lot, Guido. You blew my knee out. <laughs> but anyway, um, Wade Jacobson and his knowledge of football, uh, along with Chris Shoemate, who will probably be on our 90s list, yes, um, was absolutely phenomenal. And Wade uh, had to also take the reins after Chris Shoemate left and in 2000. And Guess what? They had didn't miss a beat. Didn't miss a beat. Went right back to the same place again. Some things happened. They didn't get to the state championship game, but that doesn't take away from the fact that Wade Jacobson was a heck of a tackle, and I'd have him on my team any day. I'd have him as a coach. And, Dude knows his stuff. Yeah, yeah. Wade's a, a good coach, a good teammate. You know, he's just an all-around good dude. And, yeah. And we love Wade. Yes. Love you, Wade. My next one is uh, Justin Mullins. Now, I played with Justin. I'm very, very good friends with Justin. You can call it biased all you daggone want to. I really don't care. This is our show. Yeah. Um, Justin Mullins was one of the most physically gifted linemen uh, that I've ever seen in my life. Not only was he big, he was six foot seven and he was 300 pounds. He'd run like a deer, man. And he, but he was keeping up with a lot of the running backs and, and wide, and wide receivers in running sprints. Yeah, I remember you guys run sprints, man, and, and he would be 15 yards ahead of every lineman we had. Yeah. Um, you know, he improved every single year, and by his senior year, he was an all-state player. He was an all-state performer and was getting looked the, at by D1 schools. And so. people could say what they want to about Tibbs, Justin Mullins, uh, but he was the best pass blocker that I have ever seen in my life. Blake Branham did not have to worry about his blind side because Justin Mullins was not going to allow anything back there. So I have him on my list. Love you, love you, Tibbs. Uh, my first guard will be Matt Stalker. Now I was debating on some different guards. I wanted to make sure uh, that um, I got everything right. And on my phone call with Matt Branham today, I was talking to him about it, and he said that Matt Stalker was one of the best linemen he's ever seen in his life. Now, when that's coming from QB1 like that and the guy who sees his lineman every single day and has to has to depend on him, that's high grade. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And those lines, man, Matt didn't get touched a lot, and those guys scored a lot of freaking points. Mm -hmm. A lot. So, if Matt Branham's giving him that much recognition I had to put him on my list. Another one he told me about was Chris Lee. Now you know a little bit about Chris Lee. A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, you went to school with his sister. Uh Elizabeth. Elizabeth Lee, yes. Um Chris Lee, uh at first I thought he was a sinner, but then I got corrected he was a guard. Another one that was on that nineteen ninety nine, two thousand bunch. Um 
everybody keeps saying that when he was on and he was going, that going it, that boy could play. I was told by Gravy Anderson that Chris Lee might be the best offensive lineman that played in the 2000s, period, of any position. And that's coming from an all-state center. That comes from an all-state center who was pulled will probably be on the 90s team somewhere Yeah, with his brother. Yeah. Um, and, you know, but he he told me, you know, and he, he, he probably is more qualified on this list than you may put together because, you know, he played with half, you know, he played with most of the kids through the first half of the 2000s or grew up with them, mm-hmm. and then he coached, you know, the second half of the, two, of the 2000s, the rest of the kids. So, uh, you know, I definitely take Gravy's word for it. But, yeah, when uh, when when you get that type of praise from somebody who knows what they're talking about, he, you know, you, you definitely want to put them on your list. Yep. So here's where we differ. Okay. I'm going to let you go uh, read off your list just right after this. Brandon Huff at Center. Now, did Brandon Huff start for four years in a row? No, he didn't. But that kid is the most improved football player from his freshman year to his senior year I've ever seen. There was nobody in the history of this school who worked any harder to be as good as he was than Brandon Brandon Huff. Yes. Uh... Brandon, I didn't put on my list, but I told Jr. I said because you know I had some other people I wanted to put on there, but I told Jr. I said be sure you have Brandon Huff on your list. Do you yeah. have him? And he said yes. And I said good because Brandon definitely deserved to get recognized. So it was definitely Huff. If you're listening to this, brother, it's definitely not a slide on my part. There was just some other things that was playing into and i'll explain them to you if you want to know but, yeah uh, come on the show huff yeah, absolutely i'd love to have you on the show yeah absolutely um, I mean, especially with your coaching days and your playing days. yeah uh absolutely want a ring as a coach yeah you know so there here's a kid that 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 put the work and the time in to be the absolute best he could possibly be. And by the time he was a senior, he was our best offensive lineman. He was our best offensive lineman. And it wasn't even close. Yeah, and we had some ta- – that was one of the most talented senior classes of all time at Pikeville High School as far as talent goes. Yeah. And he was the best offensive lineman on our team technically sound. Yeah. Just technically. Tec- he was a yeah. rock, man. I mean, he was – you think of those lines of centers that came – that's been here, you know, you think of the Caden Slaters and you think of the uh, uh, the Nuggets, uh, Logan Coleman, and, and uh, you know, you think of those guys. That all kind of started with Brandon Huff. Yep. You know, and so Huff's kind of started to chain, you know, and it hasn't been broken yet. Well, we're senior univer- We're senior high school over here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you. But, all right, the only two that we differ on – is Austin Jones and Trey Branham. So, why you played with Trey? Yes, one of the strongest people I've ever met in my life. Trey was a a uh, very tough kid and a real good kid. You know, he's another guy. He's a second or third generation Panther. Um, you know, played down here, uh, gave it every single thing he had every play. You know, was a great leader. Um, and so I just always kind of looked up to trade, admired him, admired the way he played. Um, 
you know, he would come to me and talk to me about things. Well, Heath, what do you think I should be doing? So, you know, it it, it, it really impressed me with him, you know, because most high school kids won't do that, and I don't blame them. Yeah. But um, Austin Jones, you know, um, Austin was a hard-nosed player. I've known him. I've known Austin Jones ever since he was a kid, you know, mm-hmm. since he was playing little league ball. You know, because me and his brother Corey was good friends, and and uh, we played together. His brother Corey was a good player, and um, so I put Austin on there, and you know, because I want him to get recognized, and you know, I love him and love his family, so that was the um, reason why I did that. Also, Austin Jones never allowed a single sack when he started, and that's including linebacker blitzes. And anything, I know he didn't have a lot of people in front of him, but he did not allow a sack that season on Matt Branham from his end. So that you can't. Well, and you got You got to think that too. Not just blitzing linebackers, but even back in the late two thousands, early nineties, people a lot of people were still playing five man front. So he yeah. had a nose guard lined up head up on him. And to tell you, as far as Trey goes, Trey will always be a dear friend to me. I love Trey. I think the world of Trey, I see Trey as more of a defensive player. I mean, that's just me because Trey was a dominant defensive player. He was a heck of an offensive lineman too. But Trey is more of a defensive player to me. And Trey, I love you to death, and I thank the world of you. Uh, I don't mean to slight you off this list, but, you know, I want you on the show, too. You can get mad at me. Come and yell at me. Come choke JR Doesn't on, mean on live it, podcast. Kill him. Does kill it, him. Doesn't mean I don't respect you because I do because you held me up a lot of the bad games I had when I was playing football. It's just a lot of these guys on – it's just so hard to make these lists. It, it's hard because, you know, somebody's going to wind up getting their feelings hurt. Yeah, but you know what? We're doing a podcast and we're going to do it. So, Trey, I love you. I told you. I told him to put you on there, Trey. <laughs> uh, but uh, it was kind of a trade off, just to be honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Trey, he traded uh, you for Brandon Huff because I wanted Huff to be on somebody's list and he wanted you to be on somebody's. And list. I didn't want to just put guys on a list that I played with. There's a lot of politicking going on in yeah. this this deal. But anyway, hey, Trey. You're a heck of a player. Love you, brother. And, uh, you know, you're always going to be high on my list as far as Lyman goes because you were an alpha, man. You were a monster. And don't ever think you weren't. So, anyway, let's move on to our favorite side of the ball. Defense! Are you ready? Okay. D-tackle, Casey Rowe. Uh, the other D tackle for me was Brad Bryant. The Ferb. Defensive end was Josh Sullivan. Defensive end, the other defensive end was Ryan Shirtliff. Linebacker, Paul Sullivan. Other linebacker, Lincoln Sowards. Li- uh, the other linebacker uh, was Ted Honaker. Old Ted Honaker. Old Ted Honaker. Uh, strong safety, John Michael Mayo. Free safety, Nick King. Cornerback Weston Robinson, and the other cornerback was Barrett Rogers. Now here, read your list here. Okay. Um, again, I've done things a little different, but uh, uh, defensive ends: Josh Sullivan, Ryan Shirtless. So we're in lockstep on them. Uh, defensive tackle: I've got Wade Jacobson and Casey Rowe. Um, 
So, and Jared Anderson. Moose. <laughs> the moose. Or <laughs> <laughs> 11. 11. Maybe the one of the funniest humans I've ever met in my life. Love you, Moose. Uh, linebackers are Lincoln Sowards, Ted Honaker, Paul Sullivan, and young James Robert Robinson uh, as my last linebacker on my list. He's my brother, but he's got the numbers to back it up, and I'll argue anybody. Um, cornerbacks, uh, Jacob Sword and Nick King. Uh, strong safety is John Michael Mayo, and free safety is Tim Honaker. Um, I know both Mayo and Honaker played linebacker uh, their last couple years, but they were I, I feel like they were a lot better as DBs, both of them were. Um, so that's my list on defense. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with my list here. Uh, Casey, I'm going to go ahead and just pair them together because they were always paired together in high school. Casey and Furby. Okay. You will not it was It was funny because you, you, you couldn't say Casey without saying Furby, and you couldn't say Furby without saying Casey. It was, it was awesome. Um, and I love both of those dudes to death, man. I really Strong do. as oxes. Yeah. Okay, that's how you put both of them. Uh, how do you describe they them? They was both knee-high to fire hydrants, but they were the they could bench press a Volkswagen. Uh, both of them were a big reason why that 2006 defense was as good as it was, who was on our top five list uh, of defense, or my top five list of well, defense. You look at that front four, defensive end. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Shirtless. Yeah. Both both of us on that list. And I'll tell you why I had Ryan Shirtliff on that list. Uh, defensive end, you know, Ryan Shirtliff and defensive tackles were Casey and Furby. Yeah. The other defensive end was Isaac Sanders. Yeah. And so, you know. Uh, well, Chris Gibson played, started. And, yeah, there. Chris Gibson some. But, uh, uh, you know, that front four was amazing. Yeah. So, uh, Casey and Furby were not only just strong, they could move. Yeah. Trust me. When I got hit by Casey Rowe as a freshman in the chest, uh, I thought my life was going to end. I literally thought that was, that that was your welcome dead. to high school moment. Yes, that was my welcome to high school moment. Um, and Casey just looked at me afterwards after he figured out I was all right, and he actually told me, "Welcome to high school, kid." Um, you know, but Casey was always good. To you, Casey though. was awesome to me. I will always love Casey. Roll rest in peace, man. Um, and Brad and Furby was not only was he strong, he was athletic. Okay, Furby could run, and Furby could had swim move. I mean, he had the swim move. He had all kinds of pass rush moves. I mean, Furby could do it all at D tackle, and he was a load. Ask anybody he played. Mm -hmm. All stater, another all stater. So you have to put him up there. Uh, Josh Sullivan. Uh, I'm gonna say one word, and I'm done. Beast. Incarnate. Beast. Six four. 260 plus pounds. Run probably a 4'8, 4'7. Couldn't a, stop him. Just a raw bone country boy, man. And he would knock your freaking head off, rough and rowdy champion. Okay? I mean, it's plain and simple. I mean, I know that doesn't have a lot to do on a football, but go watch the 2004 film and see who is making splash play after splash play on that D line, and it's Josh Sullivan. And the reason I put Ryan Shirtliff on my list is because Ryan Shirtliff 
plain and simple, was the most technically sound defensive end I've ever seen. Absolutely, yeah. If it wasn't for an injury, Ryan Shirtliff would have been a lot higher on everybody's list. Yeah. But his senior year got ended because of, uh, yeah, I think he had some back problems. But, uh, oh, Schmeagel, you are on my list, sir, and I'll argue anybody about how good you were. I mean, even with all that talent on there, I remember all the coaches just raving about how he was our most technically sound defensive lineman. Wasn't going to wow you with how big he was or strong he was, but, man, he could play. Yeah. Plain and simple. Uh, so you had uh, on your list, going through D lineman here, uh, you had uh, Ryan Shirtliff as well. You had Wade Jacobson on there and Jared Anderson. Yeah. Uh, but I – Figured you run like a three-man front, like a three-D lineman front. You've always been – me and you have always been three-four guys. But yeah, we've always been a – well, just a, an odd front. Yeah. Not an even front. But um, anyway, uh, you know, you have Casey at that nose just blowing up at center every play with his strength, you know, and then you have your two big rangy guys out there on the end and Moose and Wade, you know, and uh, – Wade, of course, we've already talked about and how tough of a hard-nosed player he was. Um, you know, Moose was a, another big kid. He's he's an Anderson, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, he's, he, he looks just like his older brother, Goon. And he uh, he always played hard, man, and, and uh, gave us some plays when we needed him. Moose so, was uh, one of the strongest human beings as far as squat goes that I've ever seen. So, yeah, Moose could push some people around. And I'm I don't, I mean, I hate to not put Moose on the list, but I remember, I mean, it's just how it goes, man. I'm probably going to get yelled at. I love Moose. I consider Moose a brother, but this is just how this uh, all-decade team thing works. So, I mean, I had to put Casey and Furby up there, Josh Sullivan, and Ryan Shirtliff. I'm sorry. I mean, the stats prove it, and the film proves it. So, that's why I have them on my list over Moose. I love you, Moose. I, I, t- I told him to put you on here, Moose. Whatever. Okay, moving on. Oh, God, we're going to get into it here in a minute. Uh, linebackers, Paul Sullivan. Now, you could definitely make a case for Paul Sullivan being at running back. But daggone it, man, the dude still teaches defense to this day, and he's done an awesome job. Yeah, when you're the architect of one of the best defenses to ever play down here, and when I'm saying one of the best, I'm saying one of the two best to three, ever play down one here. One of the two or three best, yeah. If you, well, if you would listen to our show last week, uh, you know, uh, and 14 of you did, uh, <laughs> then, uh, you know, you would uh, you would know that their, the 2019 defense was uh, ranked number two behind the 88 Big Dogs. Mm-hmm. So, anyway... Uh, you know, being that much of a defensive mind, I would I kind of put uh, Paul over there on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, Paul Sullivan. I'm, I'm sure he wouldn't mind. Oh, yeah. Paul Sullivan um, was a headhunter, and he was a freak athlete. Still is a freak athlete to, to this, this day. day. Yes. Yeah. Uh, technically sound, did what he was supposed to do, and made some splash plays all over the place. Stats yeah, don't lie. Paul Sullivan – was one of the best linebackers I think that ever walked the halls of the, one of the best football players that ever walked the halls of Pikeville High School. So I've got to have him on my list. And I got to be nice to him too because he worked for my wife for a little while at the Y, and I, I feel like I'm always indebted to him for that because I'm sure she was mean to him. 
Uh, Ted Honaker played with uh, played with him for four years. Oh, Ted Honaker. Just to put it in perspective, one of the meanest linebackers that I've ever Mentality. seen. Mentality. Yeah, that's the word that comes to mind when Ted Honaker. I mean, gifted athlete. You know, his last name gives that away. Yeah, but uh, you know. <laughs> just mentality, man. He had the mentality that you have to have to be a defensive football player at a high level, and he was. Uh, got offers from UK, got offers from Tennessee, Mississippi State, Mississippi State, Rose. all these places, man. The dude was a prototypical linebacker, six foot two, uh, what was it, about 220, 225. Yeah. Beast. Beast in the weight room. Four, four, five speed. Yeah. yeah uh, did not want to pick a fight with him either. Trust no. me, you stayed away from that. And Ted, actually, I created a lot of how I was as a linebacker to Ted because Ted uh, pushed me to my limits every single day I played with him. I, he's, he's a great guy off the field, but on the field, you did not want to get into it with that dude at Jared all. come home from practice every day. I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I was like, man, he's just trying to make you better. You better pay attention to yeah, him. Yeah, and you know what? I thank him for that to, to this day. Him and John Michael both. I always say John Michael taught me how to play linebacker of how, you know, showing by example and all that stuff. Ted showed me how to have the mentality of a linebacker. And... Uh, you know, I credit both of them, and I've got to have him on my list, hundred uh, percent. Um, and then the last one is uh, Ted's probably not listening to this. He's probably up in the hills uh, uh, hunting bears with a switch or something. Yeah. Um, before before there was John Collum, there was Ted Honig. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Um, then you've got Lincoln Sowards, and we talk about meanness, but you can't. <laughs> oh man! God, <laughs> there's meanness, and then there's Lincoln. Um, Let me tell you something. One of the finest dudes you'll ever meet. Yeah, love him to death. And for you know, he's a Marine. You know, he fought for this country. God bless you, Lincoln. Uh, you know, so uh, he was an undersized kid, not very big. But son, he wasn't afraid of nothing. No. You know? He wasn't afraid if, you know, if you told him, Lincoln, I'm, you know, we need you to go tackle a semi to win this game, Lincoln was going to tackle that semi. You know, all, his next question was, uh, okay, uh, you know, who's coming with me? Yeah. So uh, there was just no questions asked, man. That was just, that was Lincoln. He know? was a part of that 99 defense. And Lincoln was a Marine before he ever yeah. enlisted in the Marines. Yes. And graduated in 2001, so I have to put him on the list, daggone it. Lincoln was he he was a tackling machine. He was a wild man. Uh, you know, but dude, when you look at linebackers in Pikeville High School history and you don't put Lincoln Soward's name in there, there's something wrong with you. He's always got the, he always wore that big neck roll. Yeah. You know, so it looked like he didn't have a neck. Like Jack Lambert? Kind of like Jack Lambert, yes. Yeah. So, yes. I mean, he was undersized. If somebody would have been brave enough to go up and knock Lincoln's two front teeth out, he probably people would have thought he was Jack Lambert. Undersized, underrated athlete, very good athlete. But yeah. the thing about Lincoln was is that if 
he was going up to tackle a 250 pound guy. The 250 pound guy is probably scared to death of Lincoln Sowards. So well, I'll put it real simple. I, I never served our country in the military. But all I know is this. When I found out Lincoln Sowards was in the Marines and he went to, he was going to Iraq to fight, I thought to myself, there is no other person in this world I'd want in a foxhole with me with enemy fire all around than Lincoln Sowards. Exactly. So, uh, shout out to Lincoln. And now we're going to go, you had every one of mine except one. And it's... <laughs> A little awkward, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now. Um, I'm a realist person, I guess. The teams I played for were not very good. Did I give my absolute best? Absolutely. Every single play. What made me as good as I was is that I... Um, I tried on every single play, and I would not. My motor was high. I wasn't the best athlete. I was a good athlete, but I wasn't the best athlete. And I would always want to do whatever it took to help my team. But saying that, I do not think I deserve to be on this list. I'll quit being modest. You're uh, killing me. Uh, I do not think I deserve... I, I think I deserve honorable mention. I'll fight you right now. I'm serious. Uh, no, I'm being serious. I, I I do think I need to... I deserve to be on honorable mention. I was a 1A district player, defensive player of the year my senior year. I had 100-plus tackles two years in a row. I had 60-some tackles, and I didn't even start in 2007. Uh, I started... Uh, one game my freshman year uh, on special teams against Belfry. I earned my way to get that spot. But I'm not going to put myself over Paul Sullivan, Ted Honaker, and Lincoln Sowards. Well, I'm not going to put you over them either, but I'm going to put you on the team with them. But, well, I appreciate that. But at the same time, myself, I'm not going to put myself on this list because I just, when I look at it, me being the you know the person that sees the game differently than anybody else, I do not see myself being on this list with those guys. I think I deserve to be honorable mention though, but that's that's the way I feel about it. Um, guys, we're going to have to extend this out. We'll be straight back with our DBs. And we're going to give our last thoughts, and then we're out of here. So thank you. We'll be straight back. It's the Hell Podcast. We're back. Okay, and now we're back. Uh, finishing up on that, uh, I want to thank you for thinking of me uh, to be put on that list. I really do appreciate it. It's an honor, but at the same time, it's I won't be on my list. I will be an honorable mention, and uh, we'll leave it at that with me. Um, You're on the list. Shut up. Get over it. Um, all right, moving on. Uh, cornerbacks, we'll start with you on this one. You had Jacob Sword and Nick King. Yep, two very athletic guys, uh, two kind of similar, um, kind of similar attitudes toward the game and how they mentally approached it. Um, you know, two 
team first guys. I played with Nick's brother, Jay. He was a freshman when I was a senior. And uh, uh, Nick's dad was our team doctor when I played. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. King, of course. Um, but um, both of them uh, understood their job. They understood, you know, and they embraced it. You know, normally when you get corners, you basically get your wide receivers that can't catch that, to play corner. Okay, but a lot of them don't really embrace playing corner. These two guys embraced playing corner and understood their job and their role very well and played it. And both of them were great athletes. And both of them were good wide receivers. I'm not saying that about them, but I'm just saying it, it's a uh, – um, I just like the way both of them approach the game. Um, I had, as my two corners, I had um, Weston Robinson. I see him more as a corner. And I also had, uh, did I have, hold on here, let me get my list pulled up, on it. I had Weston Robertson, Weston Robinson and Barrett Rogers as my two corners. Um, from what I've understood, Barrett Rogers was an absolute stud at cornerback. No one threw towards him. Yeah. No one wanted to because of his athleticism right. and, and because same of what Daniel he, Harmon yeah, yeah, Same way. Uh, I just thought, you know, I just think of Daniel Harmon as, as running back. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. it's, it's just how – at Pikeville, that's what I think of, I think of him as. But, uh, you know, Barrett Rogers was a, a stud athlete. Go watch the film, 1999, it tells all. The dude was – Same with Nick, too. They yeah. played around about the same time. So. Yeah. Um, Barrett Rogers could uh, literally do it all on the football field. Uh, I just put Daniel at running back just because of statistics, but Barrett Rogers could have easily been running back, but I had to have him on my list, and he was a heck of a DB, mm -hmm. so I put him at cornerback uh, at for that reason. Um, and then I had uh, Weston. God, there's another meaning. Yeah. <laughs> Mentality. Uh, watching this dude get ready for a football game would fire you up, plain and simple. This dude is screaming. He's shouting. He's going insane. Weston Robinson would make the Pope want to go hit somebody. Yes. Uh, he could literally. And I ain't even Catholic. He wanted you to get on his level as far as intensity. I didn't really get to play with him, but I witnessed a lot of what he did. And trust me, that's another dude you do not want to mess with. Trust me. He wasn't very big. He may be 5'9", 5'10", but Weston was built. Weston was an absolute stud at DB, and trust me, you did not want to get hit by Weston Robinson. Freak athlete, too. He's a, he's a Robinson with Greasy Creek bloodlines, man. Yeah. We know all about that. Man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a... He's a distant cousin to us. He is a... He's a freak, plain and simple, and... He played a lot of running back, and he did great there. He had one of the biggest returns that I remember in my time against Paintsville that kind of, you know, gave us that game when everybody was favoring Paintsville to beat us that year. Uh, and he even said in the paper, I'm going to take this to the house on that punt return. Uh, but I remember Weston as being one of the best defensive backs that I've ever seen. And... He didn't care to hit you. He He's wanted one, to hit you. one of the best tacklers I've ever seen. And I, I have to put Weston as one of my cornerbacks. So, Weston, yes, you made the list. Uh, 
As far as Jacob Sword goes, yes, I played with Jacob Sword. And Jacob Sword was a heck of a cornerback. He really was. One of the best tacklers, the reason why, is because when he hits you, he'd hit you at your ankles. Yeah. So good luck juking that. Uh, or the only way you're going to get through that is if you jump over him. But Jacob was kind of quiet, and he didn't really make a whole lot of splash plays. Good-natured kid, though. Good-natured kid, great athlete, great basketball player as well. But uh, the reason I picked Weston over him is because Weston made a whole lot more plays and stuff like that. But, Jacob, you're still a very good quality corner. Don't get your feelings hurt, Weston. You're coming, okay? You'll be there in a minute on my list. <laughs> uh, now we're moving on to the safeties. Um, strong safety for me would be John Michael Mayo. Now, a lot of you remember John Michael Mayo as a linebacker, but... Actually, a lot of you remember him as more of the safety. He played linebacker his well, senior Actually, you year. remember him as a quarterback. Yeah. Um, John Michael Mayo was the, sorry to anybody else I offend, the hardest hitting defensive back that I have ever seen at this school. Plain and simple. When he hits you, your helmet is probably not going to stay on your head. Yeah. Fast enough to cover a receiver, too. Yeah. Tall enough to cover a tight end. You know, uh, in today's game, John Michael probably would have been a strong safety just so he could cover that middle of the field like that. Yeah. Uh, he played uh, safety as sophomore and his junior year. He was like year. what? Like six foot, six one? Something he was, like no, he was six two. Six two. He was so six he, foot two. So he and had he the was, size. He was man. big. Yeah. And he was but strong. He, could move. he was fast. And he was quick. Dang. On it, I've never seen a more hard-working, driven kid yeah. than John Michael Mayo. He was a leader, man. And he was an absolute stud. He, I, I look up to John Michael Mayo, the way he did everything. And, God, whenever he went down, it, it hurt our senior year. It hurt my freshman year's team, 2016, to death because he was our leader. He was the guy that was going to lead us through the storm. You know, get us through the tough times and get us where we needed to be. And when he went down, God, that was hard. But uh, John Michael Mayo deserves to be on this list. Absolutely. And uh, I'll fight him. You and I are both in lockstep on John Michael. Yeah. Uh, my other safety would be Nick King. Now, I was going to put Weston at safety, but I've heard – that he uh, was more of a corner and that Nick was more of a uh, free safety. Uh, Nick King is one of the best athletes that I've ever seen on film at, for that time period. Mm -hmm. uh, I remember Nick athlete. when he was little, man, hanging around football camp when, when we were in high school, and Nick was a super athlete even then. Yes. So. Uh, he would hit you. He was technically sound. He did his job, and he was a great teammate uh, from what I've understood, and everybody loved to play with him. I love Nick. Very quiet-mannered dude. Doesn't, you know, talk a whole lot that I can tell, but doggone it, man. I mean, he just – you probably remember him more for making more wide receiver plays with Matt Branham, but from what I understood, a lot of people believe he was a lot better of a uh, safety – yeah. yeah, a safety than he was – a wide receiver. So I had to put Nick King on my list because, man, he's one of the big names of that 19 
of that, you know, 99, 2000 bunch with Matt. So I've got Nick King at my free safety. And my free safety is um, Tim Honecker. Okay. Um, Tim played DB, I think his sophomore year, I think started on that team, I think, on defense um, on, the, on that region championship team. And, you know, Tim, there was always the, the, the saying that Ted was the football player, Tim was the athlete, you know. Tim was a little bit more athletically gifted than Ted was, even though they were twins. Ted was a little bit bigger, a little bit thicker, and meaner. And, you know, Tim was more of the, you know, the, the guy that you put in space. And, yeah, you give me a, a defensive backfield of safeties with John Michael Mayo at Strong, you know, covered on run plays, and Tim Honecker back there, uh, you know, running around, roaming free, making plays. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, absolutely, I put Tim Honecker in there and, and would uh, uh, feel very, very comfortable with that. Yeah. Uh, and then you had uh, old cousin Weston in there, too, didn't you? No, he's not there yet. He's coming. You're oh. coming, West. Okay. I so promise. You had John Michael at your other one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, then we went to special teams. We're not going to leave you out, guys. I promise. My Lord. Okay? Cry about it a little bit. Uh, special teams, my kicker. Now, I, I was debating back and forth with this, but uh, the other one I was thinking of, I'm going to put him on the 2010s team, okay? Mm -hmm. My kicker will be Max Pafunda. Uh, Max or, or Max Pafunda. <laughs> uh, Autocorrect all day today when I was trying to put Max Pafunda's name as my kicker on my list. It kept telling me, it, autocorrect kept popping up Padunda. I don't think he ever missed an extra point. I don't think he... I, I, I don't remember him missing I don't remember him missing one. He made a 51-yard field goal. I think it was against... Was it against Belfry? I can't remember who it was, but I remember he made a 51-yard field goal, if I'm not mistaken, in a game. Kid had a bomb for a leg. I mean, I remember in practice, you know, they're just setting him up to just kick it and dude was bombing it from like almost 60 yeah he was he was murdering it yeah so and he had a very strong very good athlete too and uh so i've got to have max Bufunda as my kicker and of course <laughs> uh the goat yeah don paul branham as my punter big red this dude could literally punt it from the 50 and punt it into the daggone uh, Big Sandy, okay? Yeah. This dude, still to this day, can bomb a punt, okay? Don Paul was a heck of an athlete. He did a lot of good stuff for Pikeville High School when he played. Helped but, coach. Yeah, helped coach. Still helps Matt. Yeah. With junior high. But daggone it, Don, Ball, Don Paul could put it where you needed to put it like position wise well you and i were talking today and we're both in lockstep on both of these but mm -hmm. uh you and i were talking today the two names that we never really argued about was matt branham and don paul branham yeah that punter matt branham at quarterback don paul at punter yeah you know, there just was nobody else in either place there wasn't even a number two yeah Don Paul Branham is the best punter that's been at Pikeville High School in the last 25 yeah, since, years. Yeah, since Ray Haley. 
Or or Tim McNamee. Yeah. Oh well, Tim was great too. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, it goes Ray Haley, Tim McNamee, then Don Paul. Yeah. So you know, listen, the dude had a leg on him, plain and simple. And I'll go to my grave saying he's the best punter I've ever seen. Yeah. And so yeah, Don Paul Branham, number one punter, unquestioned. And then my kick returner, when you have 12 kickoff returns in one season. And seven straight. And seven straight games returning kicks. For a touchdown. For a touchdown. It's Taylor Ratliff. He's the GOAT of kickoff returns. Yeah. His junior year, literally, the only score that we had against Prestonsburg was Taylor Ratliff taking it back to the house. That was it. I mean, the dude had a gift to take it back to the house. Wasn't the strongest, wasn't the fastest, wasn't, you know, whatever, the shiftiest. But daggone it, man, he found a way to get in the end zone, and he was a baller. Great wide receiver, too. Absolute unbelievable wide receiver. But his kick returning skills were off, off the daggone chain. I mean, it's... Off the chizzy. Yes. He just... I, I don't even know how he did most of it because sometimes we were out there and we was like, uh, what are we supposed to do here? Yeah. Because we didn't have a lot of time in practice. Well, and think about it. His yeah. junior year was your senior year. You guys played 12 games. Yeah. He had 12 kick returns for touchdowns. He averaged one yeah. kick return per touchdown... or One kick return for a touchdown per game. I think he had two in one game, too. Uh, well, he may have two in a couple games. So, yeah, 12 in a year and in seven straight games. He was leading the state in kickoff returns for a touchdown as, as a junior. Yes. Um, I may be, you know, I may be off on that. But still, when you get in the, even in the seven or eight or nine range of kickoff returns for touchdowns. Yeah. That's unbelievable mm -hmm. in any level. So, you have to to give Taylor Ratliff the kick returner. Um, so that's our list, guys. No, I got one more. Oh, you've got one you more. You didn't get a punt returner. No, I just did kick returner. I just okay. did kick returner. My punt returner is Weston Robinson. I know you've been waiting on it all day, Wes. I know you have, dude. Yeah, my punt returner is Weston Robinson. I don't care, and I love Taylor. You know I love Taylor, and Taylor was awesome. But, uh, you know, if there's... Anybody that's got the mentality of a punt returner, it's Weston Robinson. So, I mean, he told, I mean, like I said, he goes out in that painful game when we needed the win to get, you know, into uh, the, the be the number one seed in the district. Um, uh, Weston Robinson took it back to the house when we needed it most. And that's why he, yeah, I, I completely and agree with that. I'm going to say this. This is probably going to get me sued. What are they going to sue me for? I wrecked my truck. But of all the grave injustices that have happened in sports, what happened to Weston Robinson and how he was pretty much phased out of Mike Jackson's offense his senior year was a daggone crime. You daggone right it was. And I, I, I'll name names. I don't care. Okay? That was not right. Okay? The kid was a playmaker. And for him to just get phased out like that, 
was was just a, a travesty. Mm-hmm. Okay, and it was a um, uh, one of the telltale signs of uh, it, if things like that were going on, that's why that era is what we call the Dark Ages. And you know, um, Weston always like just made big plays every single game. He's making a big run in the years previous. And it's his senior year, and he's, I think he should have got the ball more as well. I mean, I, I, I'll go ahead and plain out tell you. But, I mean, am I throwing shade at Daniel Harmon? Absolutely not. I'm not throwing shade at anybody. That's not meant to be throwing yeah. shade at anybody. But you okay. can't sit there and tell me that you have two running backs like Daniel Harmon and Weston Robinson in the backfield, and one of them gets phased out. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm, I, I can't agree with that. I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, you know, so that's yeah. not throwing shade at everybody. I want to try to keep this show as positive as I possibly can, but it's just it's just something that I don't understand to this day and never will understand. But you know, I just Weston deserved better. And the whole team deserved better because the whole team would have been better. Yeah, um, Weston will be on the show. I can almost pretty much bet money on it. Yeah, that and he will tell his story. I get, and we're not going to let him hold back. That's up to him, you know. Yeah, that's his word, and he needs to get it out. I mean, I, I'm sure he's, you know, he wants to voice his side of the story, uh, and we will let him on the show at some point in time. Um, there were guys that I left off, and I put a coach on mine. Who? I put head coach Chris McNamee. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. You can't leave Coach Mike off. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, I, I, who? Yeah, Chris McNamee. He was the only coach to win a region title in the entire decade. He yep. won two of them, and he won he won both of them, and no other coach won a region title until he came back. Yep. So, yes, Coach Mike is our coach. Duh. You know, <laughs> um, not you know there were great coaches after him but you know Chris McNamee is uh, right up there with Hillard Howard like we discussed the other day so yeah gotta have Coach Mike up there Um, in closing uh, some guys I wanted to shout out just to make sure I didn't leave them off yeah uh, yeah, I did too yeah Uh, Brett Gibson was a heck of a football player Tim Honaker for me yeah, played Brett, with you him. You got to put Brett Gibson on the list because of the catch. Yeah, because of the catch. Uh, you know, um, Tim Honaker, you've got to be up there as well, brother. Uh, on both sides of the ball, love you to death, and you were a heck of an athlete, dude. And you're a great basketball player too. Did you say Tim Honaker? Yeah, Tim Honaker. Oh, yeah. I thought you, uh, you had him on your list somewhere. Uh, also, um, put Barrett Rogers at running back. Trey Branham's on my list. Uh, heck of a lineman. Uh, Moose, you're on there too. Uh, you know, uh, let's see here. Tim Champlin, you can't. God, I'm sorry. I know. Uh, Timmy Champ, I love you, man. I love you, Timmy Champ. Timmy Champ was a great linebacker. Don't hate dude. me, Timmy yeah. Champ. I love you, man. Yeah, Timmy Champ up there, man. I, I love, I love Timmy Champ to death, and he was a heck of a football player. Awesome football player. Loved the way you approached the game, man. Yeah, always. Um, 
JJ, Jordan Johnson played with him, got a scholarship to EKU, throw him out there. Yeah, watched him play on ESPN. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Uh, Robert Shirtliff, I've already mentioned. Uh, so many great names, dude. James Cleary. James Cleary, God Almighty, you can't leave a look. Speed, man. Everybody's telling me, oh, you got to put Randy Maynard on that list. Guess what, guys? I'm putting Randy Maynard on my 2010s list because Randy Maynard was the most dominant. Yeah, that's another thing, too, just trying to figure out the criteria. Yeah. Mainly what I did was 2000 to 2010, if you graduated in that area. Yeah. Okay. If you graduated, say, in 01, okay, and you played the 2000 season, it was the seasons that you played more than it was the your graduating year. Yeah. Like, Gravy and those guys graduated in 2000, but their last playing season was 1999, so that yeah. puts them in the 90s. Yeah, so that's how I went. I didn't go by graduating year. I didn't do that because you didn't really play a snap of football in the 2000s. You didn't. Yeah. Uh, unless, I mean, of course, you might play college, but you did not play a snap of football in, for, Pikeville. for Pikeville in the 2000s to 2010. And it's the same thing with uh, – now, we had a tough time with this list, okay? And this is no d disrespect to anybody on this list. But every other list we're going to wind up doing is going to be a lot harder than this. Yes. Yes. And okay. this was tough. The 80s list. Goodness gracious. The you 80s. Know, the 90s. The 90s. Yeah. Lord have mercy. Region and championships out to Wazoo. This next, this, this decade here that just ended. Yeah. You know, come on. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got our work cut out for us on all the all-decade teams. And we're going to try to spread this out uh, best we can. Yeah. You know, we're not going to do, you know, line it up and do it every week until we're out of it. But, uh, you know, we're going to try to spread this out and do this at some other time. And because we're not going to do a lot of this historical stuff, this is going to be more for the off-season of what we do. Because once the season is in full swing, and it will start usually about the time practice starts, um, you know, we'll be talking about the current season. We'll yeah. be talking about what's going on with that. So, yeah. you know, it, it's going to be a little bit of a different deal when the season's going on. Yeah. Um, this was tough, but like I said, we had a lot of interest in this. Had a lot of interest, yeah. and I was glad to see it. You know, uh, had a lot couple of fun. more guys that I need to throw out that just came to my mind. Charles Comer. Uh, Justin Walker was a heck of a football player. Yep. Uh, you know, um, those two come to mind. Chase Co Huffman. Chase Huffman was a heck of a football player. Uh, it, quarterback for the 2004 team still has one of the best throws. Uh, or had one heck of, of a pitcher, too. Yeah, I went to. He's just a great guy. I love that kid. God. Every time I see that kid, man, he, he's, he's always a, a, just, he's a great kid. Yeah, he's a great well, He's dude. a man now, but. Uh, but so many other good guys, and, and you know what? I didn't get to see all you all play. And this is my list, and Bubs is his list, and, you know, maybe we didn't get to see you all play. But this is this is what makes this great. This is for a debate, okay? Again, get on Twitter, get on, uh, get on our Facebook page, Hell Podcast. Tell us how crazy we are. We know pretty well how crazy we are, but we like to hear other people acknowledge how crazy we are. And, Tell us how wrong we're not. And uh, if you don't want to get on there and you want to, you know, completely go off the wall on us, private messages. Yeah. Send me a DM on Twitter, whatever yeah. you want to do. 
Yeah. Just, um, you know, just don't cuss her mom or my wife or my kids or anything. You can cuss Jr. but not me. But I, in I you. But in closing, it is an honor to be for you know. You should feel honored that you got to play for a school that has this many people that you could be like, man, he was a heck of a football player. Yeah. That he was just great. He needs to be on this list. He needs to be on this list. To be a part of a program that talks about this. No disrespect to any other school. You know, the only one I could think of that would be able to do this would be Belfry. Yeah, from around here. Yeah. Uh, that could do all decade teams. I mean, Pikeville has been relevant in football and has been dominant for decades. Even the 2000s where we only won two regional championships. There were still we excellent. We were in, I think, four or five other region championship games. Yeah. So. And we had a lot of things going on, and that kind of, you know, caused us not to win a couple. Yeah. But we're going to have a show about that one day, I promise you. Yeah. But anyway, um, guys, I mean, it's this is really hard, but trust me, we took a lot of time talking about this. We took your opinion, and if you want your opinion to be heard, message us. Get at us. Let Come. us know what your list is. And when yes. all this quarantine stuff goes out the window, come on the show. And if we can figure out to get you on the how to get you on the phone or on the Zoom crap, whatever, we'll get you on here. You can voice your opinion too. Okay? Anyway, you can get me on the you can go to our Facebook page, Hell Podcast on on Facebook. Um, you can go to. Uh, uh, Heath underscore smash, all caps, on Twitter. Um, JR, you JR Robinson on Facebook. Uh, Old Junior uh, 34 uh, for Instagram. And I'm, same thing, if you want, you want to get me on Snapchat, just uh, send me a, uh, uh, send me a message and I'll uh, add you to Snapchat uh, on uh, Facebook. I'll give you my info on there. So, yeah, just get a hold of us, man, because I know 155 comments, I'm pretty sure some people's going to have something to say about our list. So, we're going to put this on Facebook tonight. Click the link, download the Anchor app. We're trying to get on Apple Podcasts. If you got Spotify, we're on there. Yeah, trying to get on Apple Podcasts. It's not working out too well, but we'll figure it out maybe we're one day. We're working on it right now. Um, but thank you guys. This has been awesome. This has been a lot of fun talking about this. I know it's a long show, but but when you're going to do an all-decade team, it's got to be a long show. Yeah. So thank you, guys. We appreciate it. Uh, hit us up. We love y'all. And at the end of the day, remember, hell pikeful. Bye-bye.